Hello friends and welcome to your midweek and single edition summer style of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast. I'm Mark Heath, I'm your host. With me today, my two favourite Kings, Andy Warren and Stuart Watson. I hope you haven't missed us too much, given we weren't around on Monday. This is going to be the shape of it, I'm afraid, in the summer. Until things really start happening, we're going to probably drop to one podcast a week. It's going to be with you in the middle of the week. But my friends, with more time means we have more time to think, think up exciting new things and we've got something new and exciting to try on you today we've got props we've got sound effects we've got flashy videos it's going to be tremendous when we get to it but first of all let me introduce my fellow kings first weekend without football boys um, I imagine you sat in a darkened room and wept for the lack of people kicking a, a ball around the field in front of you Andy Hutch Warren how are you what did you do with your first free weekend you probably went on a 48 hour bender still getting over it <laughs> Um, how's things? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I actually watched some football on the TV. Oh, come on. Busman's holiday. What'd you watch? Um, I I can't remember what was the weekend and what wasn't. There was some, some some playoff, some playoff action. There was the Miami Grand Prix formula one. Watch that. Oh, you don't Um, watch that. That's so dumb. No, mate, I really like it. It's not though, is it? That's why I've, oh no, I'm not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I like it and you're not gonna you're not gonna did, tell me do you know one thing I did I did like about the Miami Grand Prix was the fake marina this really took my uh interest you've seen this you aware of this where they had I'm very aware because, of it because they couldn't actually have it where they wanted it they had to create that fake marina didn't they including fake water so you've got boats literally sat on essentially cardboard made to look like water that my friends I'm a big fan of that anyway Hutchie sorry I stopped you when you said f1 I don't think you want me to carry on. So no, what else did you do? Oh, so I'm not going. So to. You, you watch some football. I like that. I like the phrase. Um, was it the weekend or was it the week? Because that's basically what your life's going to be now until the start of next season. Um, anything else you got up to? Went to a craft group at the library. <laughs> <laughs> you are mental, mate. Unbelievable. Um, what sort of craft was there? Um, tissue paper, colouring <laughs> pencils, um, big shark. Jesus, man. Yeah, it's all going on. Crazy times. Now, your partner in crime, I, I already know, He's uh, his first football-free weekend, much to the chagrin of Lady Watson, Mrs. Watson, Stewie went, I'll go on a stag with the lads. Didn't you, Stu? How was that? Yo, I did I did go on a 48-hour bender. That is, <laughs> yeah. That's how I capped the football season, yeah. Um, hello, wife. I've been... Uh, unavailable for nine months of the year going to football. I'm now going off on a, on a stag weekend. That's just the way it fell. Um, it was it was a lot of good fun. None of it is uh, repeatable on here, unfortunately. Where did you go, though? I went to a big old house in, in the sticks in Norfolk. I went into en- enemy territory, but it was, it was good. Okay. Was good. And what happened within house will stay within house, I'm assuming. Right then, uh, friends. Yes. That that's that's the intros done. That's how the boys spent their first forty-three weekend. Hope you had a good one without the football. There's still obviously still football to watch and various other nonsense on TV like Formula One, Hutchie nonsense. Um, anyway, let's get into proper good Ipswich Town news, shall we? Before we get onto the meat and gravy of today's pod, which is very exciting, I don't want to give too much away. News roundup first, friends, because we are an Ipswich Town news podcast first and foremost. And let's start with Mr. Caden Jackson, Andy. Yesterday, um, you broke a little story on the website about KJ's contract situation do you want to bring the listeners up to speed with uh, with what's going on there 
Yeah, just a just a little update on that. I think obviously the back end of last week we had the um retained list, well, released list came out with Norwood, Carroll, Holy, Kenlock all being released, but one sort of notable name on there who is out of contract this summer is Caden Jackson. He wasn't mentioned at all in in that from from the club and that and that's because they're still trying to agree um new terms, new terms with him. Those talks are ongoing. Um Sounds like um, there's a bit of a an end of season break um, going on, or some some thinking on on both sides. But I think both are still still very open to extending his stay his stay at the club. So um, I can see from both sides why they would be just have some questions about it, and it's not an automatic just yep, yeah, let's get it done. Where can I sign? Um, but I think the hope is from both sides that that will. That will um that will still happen. Stewie, Caden Jackson for next season. Do you think he's an important part of the puzzle now, given what we've seen from him under McKenna? I think he can be an important part of the puzzle. I mean, he's not going to be a key part of the puzzle, I don't think, if Ipswich are going to be genuine promotion contenders next year, which we want them to be. Let's be completely honest. I don't think Caden Jackson has shown enough in his three years at the club. Now, more than that, four, four, three, four years at the club. We've seen we've got a decent sample size of Caden Jackson now to probably know that there are some limitations that are going to prevent him from being the main man. But what he's done under Kieran McKenna's short stay has shown that he can be he's a different tool in the armory, isn't he? He's pace, he can press, he can run channels, his crossing has improved. Um, so it's all in the grand scheme of needing needing different types of players and, and it's just as important to have impact players off the bench, players that can, you know, are, are low maintenance and are ready when called upon if there's injuries, which which he's shown. So as Andy says, that there's reasons that there's probably some things that he wants to kind of assess what's out there for him. And the club probably want to assess what else is out there in the transfer market. But I think ultimately this this one will get done. Mm-hmm. Hopefully a, a staying at Portman Road. We almost had a, a shock Actually, temporary departure, though, um, something that when you told me about blew my tiny mind. Um, another story you broke last week, Christian Walton was almost playing for Luton. I say almost, I don't, I'm not sure how close it came. Tell us more. I think, yeah, al- almost is probably <clears throat> pushing it, pushing yeah. it a little bit, but it was certainly discussed, um, which is really interesting, isn't it? It's not one I'd really thought of, but when you think about it, it actually makes an awful lot of sense. Um Luton have struggled for the last six months for goalkeepers. Their their most recent one uh, is is out for the season. Their season now includes a run at the playoffs. I think they've lost three goalkeepers to injury over the course of the season and allowed another one to go in January. So they, at this point, tick the boxes to being for being uh, allowed to bring in an emergency loan goalkeeper because their only goalkeeper at that point had not made a single league start in professional football even though he was 25, how you get to 25 uh, at a championship club without making a single start in the league anywhere is, is beyond me. But that's that's the situation they were in. Um, and they wanted an emergency loan goalkeeper. And I, I understand that Christian Walton was one that was very, very heavily, heavily discussed um, at, at the Luton end. Um, he's a goalkeeper. They know he's been at Luton before. On loan, um, they were very interested in signing him full time in January before Ipswich got their deal done. And um, 
with Ipswich's season done a week before the final week of the championship. It just made so much so much sense. But then from an Ipswich point of view, uh, I'm not, not sure it makes any sense at all uh, to allow that to happen. And I think um, ultimately it ended with that, that not happening. They signed Matt Ingram on loan from Hull. He conceded seven on his debut for <laughs> Luton. Um, but they ultimately still made it into the playoffs and I think they play I think it's Huddersfield they're playing in the in the semi-finals of the playoffs so um Matt Ingram uh from the whole bench is potentially having a shot at take helping to get loot into the Premier League but could potentially have been Christian Walton if you're Christian Walton it's not going to appeal to you is it I suppose all you can say is you could put a promotion on your CV slap it on that yeah definitely could you get that on there yeah I mean that's but, weird, though, isn't it? If he did that, if he, he went and played exceptionally, as we all know he can do, and gets helps get Luton promoted, and then has to come back to League One in Ipswich Town, that's a strange um, turn of events, isn't it? Or conversely, yeah. imagine if he br- snapped his leg coming out for a challenge. Yeah, I suppose for him, <clears throat> it would potentially appeal for that. But there's cutting into your precious short holiday time. They'll be back for mm-hmm. pre-season in no time. He's had a sort of a, a disruptive year. We sometimes forget kind of moving moving house, moving places and all of that. But from an Ipswich point of view, you would, that was just going to be an immediate laugh and hang up the phone, isn't it? If that, if I don't think it ever got to that stage of sort of putting in a request to Ipswich. But why why on earth would Ipswich do it? It's not like they think, well, we'll put him in the shop window, we'll put his price up a little bit. They don't want to sell him. They've got him under a decent contract. There's everything to lose, nothing to gain. That was never going to get off the ground, that one. But really interesting story. That did make me, did make me smile, that one. Yeah, certainly. That, that's why I did it, mate. <laughs> certainly that's a double game. Play. Our most read story so far this month, indeed, Hutchie. At personal time, holiday, Stewie, that's nonsense. Players should be robots. They should be training every day of the off-season. And when they're not, they should be resting. Um, and they should ship their family, if they're stupid enough to have one, should should be elsewhere. Mm. They're a distraction. Correct, yeah. yeah I, I hope that they basically continually watch back the 50-odd games from 100%. last season on repeat. Um, Absolutely. How are you ever going to get better otherwise? You could get a couple of games in on a plane to Dubai, couldn't you? And then catch some crosses on the beach, just get your wife and kids to punt some ball footballs up in the air, catch the old cross. I think the days of them, to be fair, the days of them going off and just getting uh, lagered up for two <laughs> weeks and then coming back and, pre- you know, the first couple of weeks of pre-season just being sort of sweating off the excess weight have, have gone. They uh, they do look after themselves a little bit, bit more it- now. They do indeed. Um, right, the final bit of news before we get on to the, the big bit, the big set piece of the show. Um, there's quite a game yesterday, Stu, you were following. Uh, Ipswich Town under 23s in the semi-final of their season. Um, what a game it turned out to be. Yeah, I only followed it sort of via, via social media and um, live blogs like everybody else really. Couldn't make it to, to Coventry yesterday, but what a game and one that ultimately ended in, in heartbreak. I can't think of worse ways to lose an important football matchship, which had finished uh, top of their under-23s division, the South division, and you then go into an end-of-season playoff and you play the team that finished second in the North division, which was Coventry, who were in the North rather than the South, and uh, Ipswich were 1-0 down, 2-1 up, then it went to 2-2 at half-time, and then it, uh, sorry, it went to 2-2 at full time. So it's 2-2 going into extra time. And the game ended 5-4 to Coventry, which led twice in extra time. 
They conceded two penalties in extra time and still lost the game. I mean, that's that's heartbreaking, isn't it? But um, it's been a hell of a season for, I was going to say, Kieran Dyer's men out of habit. Yeah. They're no longer Kieran Dyer's men because he's quit John McGrill's men now. Um, but they can hold their heads very high after a fantastic season. Great to see Tommy Hughes score another couple of goals. What a, what a comeback for him. He only came back from a, what, two years worth of injuries in, in January. And he's finished the season with, with a handful of goals. Uh, another one for Tawanda Chirewa, who I think's moved on to about 12 for the season. Um, and another one for Cameron Humphreys, who we've spoken about a lot already. Someone who potentially could be right on the fringes of the first team next season. So a very good season for the under 23s. Sad the way it ended. But um, yeah, the most dramatic of games yesterday at, at Coventry. What a game. And as you say, a great season for the the young Blues. We'll see what they do next season, who's playing for them. Um, right then, friends, we're going to move now into what I'm very excited about. It's it's something we've got props for. All will become clear. He says putting this uh, silly hat on. Well, I say silly. It's very cool, actually. Pittsburgh Pirates uh, baseball cap. Um, all become clear. Essentially, this is a Hutchie, Andy Hutch Warren idea production. Um, there are 22 players at Ipswich Town that we want to talk about. And we're going to do that randomly through the use of this hat with these all these names here, which you can see on the video just for the the, uh, the viewers. A bit like the FA Cup draw, apart from more exciting. I'm going to put these into this hat and then I'm going to put, pluck them out and we're going to have 90 seconds only to discuss said player. Um, hopefully there's going to be some arguments, some threats, some falling out. Um, and to mark the passing of time, I'm going to be very strict as referee. And we're going to hear this when we get to the end of the time. And that'll be it. No more talking, Watson. I know what you're like. All right? Put um, your hat on properly. No, say you were. I've also, I've also got headphones on. What's, just while we're on it, boys, what's, the, um, what's your feelings on the cut-off point for adults wearing the hats like this? You are beyond it. I'm uh, certainly we'll be... beyond it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we are all beyond it. Um, Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> do kids even wear hats like that anymore? They do. Well, some of them do. Yeah, because obviously you see quite a lot of um, football. I'm, for those not watching on video, I'm reversing my hat like Brian Harvey of E17. There's a current reference. Um, wearing it like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, my personal opinion, and do what you want, it's your own life. But I think if you're over the age of 21 wearing a hat backwards, um, you probably need to take a look at your life choices. Um, but we're, we're wearing it sort of 45 degrees pointing to the sky is, is absolutely I fine. I can't get it any further. Look, mate, I'm wearing headphones. I can't get it any further. I, look, I don't understand these things. If you're telling me that's how it's meant to be, then then I'll just accept your word for it. Anyway, right. So that's basically how it's going to work, my friends. I'm going to put the names into the hat now. I'm going to take the hat off, which is clearly antagonising Watson. Um, I'm going to pick the first name out of the hat. I've got quite a lot of moving pieces here, friends. I've got to draw the name out. I've got to set the timer and then I've got to press the end of time video. So no doubt this is going to go completely. Peaked and you've on. got to do the Rod Stewart style selection from the hat as well. Absolutely. I, I did have four bottles of Stella before, before we start to, to get that right. So, right. I'm going first boys, just so you can see, look, here's the, here's the, here's the, here's all the names. I don't know. Give, give them a mix. Give them a mix. Oh, the drama, the drama, the tension in here. Have right, you emptied but... the bag? Have you definitely <laughs> emptied them all out? Yeah, I did that as well earlier. Um, right then. First. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Move on. First name 
is, I don't know if you can see it because my writing's so terrible. Vaclav Hadley. Wait, friends. Ooh. Let me press. Who's going to go first? Who's going to start? Let me uh, let me start the timer. Andy, you're going to start. Go. Oh, he make, he makes me feel quite sad, Vaclav Um <laughs> because we all were quite excited by him, weren't we, Stu? When he, when he came, he was the, like the League Two Golden Glove. Um, most clean sheets in the division. Um, played quite well in pre-season, but he he just looked nervous. He looked nervous when the when the real stuff started and the big crowds came in, handling errors, and it was hard to now see what what his Ipswich Town career looks like from from this point. Is it time to let him go though? You got a problem there, haven't you? With, with I think he'll, I think he'll go. be gone. I'll jump in here. I think I think his time at Ipswich is up. I looked back at his career this morning before this. He's actually been a backup goalkeeper for quite a lot of his career. When he was uh, at Slovan Liberec, I think three and a half seasons of generally being their number two. It's only since he's come over to Britain and St Mirren initially on loan and then the Salford mood that he's, he's become an established number one. He's 31 now, which is becoming sort of prime age for a goalkeeper. The old cliche, only one of them can play Christian Walton is as nailed on as you get as a number one. I think he'll be agitating uh, for for a move elsewhere and he'll, he'll have enough credit in the bank for someone to have a look at him. Heavily linked to, to Aberdeen already this summer. Um, yes, from an Ipswich Town point of view, it's not easy to go and persuade someone else to come in and be that. that... Sorry, Watson. That's it for Vlaclav Hagke. Hold your thoughts. Right, let me reset the timer. Oh, there's so much going on. Right then, next name. Who is it, boys? It's Lee Evans. Watson, go. I think Lee Evans is a... You talked about key pieces of the jigsaw. He is, for me. I think he's been uh, massively underrated by Ipswich Town fans thus far in a bit of the sort of Cole Scoos non-sexy position manner. I think he's got a bit more about him than Cole Scoos, actually. I think he's got the range of passing to switch the ball left and right, but I think he adds some real physicality to the team and also a set-piece delivery threat. I think Ipswich missed those two things in the uh, the latter stages of the season when he's injured. I think Sam Morsey's a better player with, with Lee Evans in the team so uh, I'm really looking forward to him being fit and ready to go again at the second half in the at the start of next season. Yeah, I didn't get to see enough of Morsi and Evans in a McKenna team. Uh, obviously, Morsi spent a fair spell out suspended. Evans has had injuries in there. Um, but when we were talking about Evans signing in the summer, for me, he was a, a ready-made. I think I, I think I described him as being sort of no gamble, um, good to go. Um, League One football footballer in midfield, um, and I, I still believe that um, if they were to go out and recruit another midfielder, I'm not I'm not sure what kind of upgrade you're getting on Lee Evans if you can go and do that. So for me, it's it's Morsi and Evans, and then the supporting cast around them will be interesting. Cause... Sorry, Hutchie, I'm quite enjoying this, boys. Cutting Don't apologise. Cutting you off in your prime. Right then, player three, he's going into the hat. You need to get higher on that, Rod Stewart. You need to get really high, really high and dip. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a good one. 
It's the Donasians. Genoi Donasian. Donasian. Who started last time? It's Stewie, wasn't it? Hutchie, go. Solid. Um, always knew it. Always knew the Donasians would come to this. I think it's time to officially declare it over because it, it's he's done it. What? He's, so the period the period's over now. Is it the Donasians period? He, is, he's 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 Donasianced. He's done it. Right. He's, he he's he's had his climb. Um, you can get kind of second period, second waves of of Renaissance. Can you? Is that? I mean, we're we're now just happen? living. We're now just living in the era of Donatian. Okay. Yeah, the, the ascent. The ascent has happened. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's proven himself. He's solid. He's dependable. He's a good character. Links. He's an important part of the the right hand axis with with Wes Burns. Um, but I'm I'm going to ask you a question, Stu. Is there a scenario where they look to upgrade on him? Because it feels like that that should be the next curveball that Donatian has to fight. Yeah. He's he's fought every other. Every other attempt to kind of move him out of the squad, out of the team. But does he now? Does he now have to fight for that place all over again and no. begin the next period? Do you not? Know? No, no. And I, I think if there's one position in that back three that arguably they can improve on in terms of the structure of the team, not necessarily the quality of the player, it would be the left side of that back three because you've just said about that axis down the right and Danassian. Danassian's strength is his relationship with with Burns, has allowed Burns to be the player he is. He's a, a really important... Sorry, Stu, cut you off in your prime. I should also, at this point, actually, and we did discuss this beforehand, um, we discussed having a timeout. So if you're, if you're feeling vibing with something you're saying or one of us is saying, we're enjoying it, we can all have one timeout, which enables us to, to talk for as long as we'd like about a certain subject. Um, Stewie, I cut you off there because that's the nature of the game. Do you feel like you want to use your time out there? Yeah, why not? Go why on. Not? I'll use it nice and early. Yeah. I re- Andy, do you remember seeing Janoi Danassian sat huddled up in the back of stands in the depths of winter all across the land, hood up, sort of as the 19th man? He was always the one who, who travelled just in case there was an injury and you might need him on the bench. And it was quite often near press boxes. And that was quite a sad sight. So that really is a remarkable turnaround for Danassian. And we always knew he was a good 1v1 defender. But what I really like is he's added to his attacking game. And they found him, I think, the perfect position for his qualities. He can be that 1v1 defender um, and gives Wes Burns the freedom to go and do what he does. Um, but he's added to his attacking game. He can overlap, he can underlap. Um and he's versatile as well. He can play on the left. So he's he's absolutely got an important part to play in the squad. Uh, I don't think that's anything that they'll be rushing to upgrade. As I say, it's that it's that left side. And maybe that conversation will come up a little bit more when we talk about some other players. Hotchi, you asked that mischievous question about upgrading on the right-hand side. Does that mean you, you think that they might? They should? No, no, not at all. It just it just feels like something that Donassian's going to have to have <laughs> to battle at some point. Because every... He's had to battle kind of every every turn at uh, every turn in his Ipswich career. Really, we we know his story and how bizarre it's been. Um, he's one of the most bizarre football careers at one club that I can remember. Um, but I don't know. I've just got. I don't think they should at all. I think there are places that are set in this team, and they need to focus on the ones that aren't. And, and his would be one of those. But I just fear. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, you're right, Andy, because he's not. 
he's never going to be a sexy player in the same way that we talked about Lee Evans. And for whatever reason, I think Wolfenden and Edmondson and players like that have, for whatever reason, you can't put your finger on it, a bit more of an aura around the yeah. Stardust. Danassian doesn't have that. And I know he's become a real firm favourite with fans now and there's been a hell of a lot of love put his way, rightfully. But I have seen one or two little comments <clears throat> elsewhere. Can we can we go a bit more than Janoy? And um, because he's so low maintenance as a character yeah. as well, it's almost as a manager, oh, it won't upset it won't upset Janoy if we bring in someone to be a bit of competition and might not necessarily to be to oust him, but they'll play one game and then keep him out of the team. But it's not a route I'd be going down, not for not for one minute. It's just he's he's going into another season. He's out of contract again at the end of next season. He signed a new one during last season as a reward for what he was justly rewarded for how he was doing. But again, he's now going into having just one year left on his contract. And I, I don't know. I've just got this nagging doubt that he's going to have to fight for it all over again. And and look, he should have to fight for it all over again. You don't want, you don't want too many players that, that know they're going to start every week and that that's not a bad thing but I, I don't know I just I've just got this nagging feeling that at some point he's going to have some adversity to to fight in this coming year because that just seems to be the way that the way that he does things um but but for me I wouldn't be messing around with the the makeup of the back three too much at all actually um there are other other bits of the puzzle that you can uh, that you can work on you mean the blue wall, don't you? When you mentioned the back three, Hutchie, blue wall officially titled. Um, uh, yes, uh, that's exactly what I mean. Play, I mean, teams need players like Genoi, though, don't they? Yes, it's nice to have sexy, stardusty type players, but equally you need the Mr. Consistence, the Mr. Reliable, the Mr. Trusted. And that's exactly what yeah. the Genastian is. And also, is it is he slightly under under fairly kind of seen as that? Because he he, he, he definitely has improved going forward. Um, he, he's not just a boring player, is he? Oh, I think sorry. Well, Hutchie's having a little cough on mute. Um, I think he's just consistency. Consistency mm. is kind of undervalued in football. I think Evans falls into that same bracket. People who can rattle out seven, six at worst games out of ten week after week with the occasional eight here and there. Mm. You need those to be successful over a forty-six game season. Do not underestimate that. And both both of them are experienced. Have been around. Have uh, experience highs and lows and as much as we want Ipswich to become this young, dynamic, pacey, exciting team under Kieran McKenna, you do need some Evans and Donassians and obviously more seasoned people like that sort of dotted around the team. It's important you get that that balance right across the squad. Right. <clears throat> that was a good timeout, Stu. You've now lost your timeout. Uh, me and Hutchie still have them, but well played. That was a good discussion. Right. Let's get back into the chat. Oh, it's a big one. Who is it? Oh, an interesting one, boys. We might need five minutes to talk about this. Eduardo, Kyle Edwards. Right. I'm going to start with you, Hutchie. Go. Another player that makes that makes me sad because I, I like him. I like he. He doesn't make me. He makes me happy actually because he's always <laughs> he's always grinning. But I've I've not enjoyed his season because because I like him as a player. I like the attributes that he has because they're attributes that we've not really we've not really seen players before this season with Burn players that can reliably dribble with the ball. I I I, I think Ipswich teams have missed 
players that can can move with the ball at their feet and Edwards can can do that. His first month was was stunning. Um, he is a player that can do all of those things that we store in his first month. But I think he, I don't think he benefited from how things went under Cook and some chopping and changing and uh, not finding the blend behind strikers. And and then obviously injury struck and he never got to prove his point under McKenna. So I like him. Struggling maybe to see exactly where he fits. Playing left wing back, surely. In one side, Burns the other. That's the obvious place for me. Why can't we do that, Stu? Because uh, I think McKenna doesn't really like inverted wingers. Um, I get the feeling that he wants sort of left lefties on the left and, and vice versa. Um, but he's someone that obviously we saw play on the left primarily when he came here. He's someone who likes to cut inside on his right foot. He'd have similar qualities to Westberg. There we go. That's it for Ed- Edwards. I still say play him on the left. I don't see why he can't. Right then, next name. He's got, he's got the defensive. I think he can do the hard work for, for a wing-back role as well. Speaking of left-siders, wing-backs, it's Matt Penny next. Stuart Watson, on you go. Matt Penny. Matt Penny is probably the best crosser of the ball, certainly on the run, at this football club. Some of his deliveries can be excellent. Um, defensively, We've got a problem. He's just a bit too flaky at times. He doesn't close down crosses with enough determination. Certainly, if somebody's got a run on him in the air at the back post, you're in trouble. Um, And ultimately, the bad has probably just outweighed the good. Peek behind the curtain, Andy and I play a game of good penny, bad penny during the game, where all you do, quite simply, is if he does something bad, you just say out loud, bad penny and vice versa and quite often the tally would be more so in in the bad penny column but uh, he's fine he's absolutely fine as a a backup left back option next season no more no less for me I think he's a slightly lesser Luke Garbutt in terms of what he offers going forward he doesn't offer as much he's got the same defensive issues um, that we began to see with Garbutt by the end and I feel exactly the same as Stu. He's a player that's fine. Um but they need to they need to improve on him uh in that in that position because I think that could unlock quite a lot more more in this team. He's in the last year of his contract as well. He's now. better suited to the left since McKenna's come in and he's better yeah. suited to a wing back role than he ever was sort of the out and out left back I think. But yeah, I think so. Well time boys getting the hang of it now. There right, goes. Next up. This could be interesting. Hachi, I'm concerned that you, you're... For someone who's got to talk quite a lot on this, you seem to be battling the coughs, like the yips in golf. Mate, I've got a, a piece of crumpet has come loose <laughs> from, from, a, from, a, from a back tooth. and has, uh, It's caused you all sorts of issues. Yeah. You're, bang, you're banging trouble. Yeah. Um, for, for someone who has to talk a lot, the coughs are as, as bad as the yips in golf. Right, Cameron Humphreys... Let's start with you, Stu, because we don't know how long Warren's going to be able to give us. So, Cameron Humphreys, on you go. Uh, clearly a player with with very big potential. He's been spoken about by people behind the scenes for, for quite some time, 18 years of age now. I thought he was excellent. Ipswich's best player in that early League Cup game against Newport County. Kieran Dyer, obviously, when he left the club, 
as under 23s manager sort of referenced him as the second best midfielder at the club behind Sam Morsi. I think he's doing Lee Evans a bit of a disservice there, but clearly he's someone with a, with a bright, bright future. I thought he had a really difficult introduction to league football coming on at Charlton when everything was a complete mess post Paul Cook going, but diff, completely different scenario at the end of the season when he came on against Charlton again, 4-0, gave the assist for... Uh, for James Norwood has obviously been a big cog in that under 23s team um this season that we've discussed and I think I think he'd be he'll be on the on the cusp of, cusp of it next season I would be making sure that that pathway stays pretty pretty clear and uh, if you're good enough you're old enough and I think he might fall into that category why do we, why do we say that with Humphreys though and not back because Baggett we're talking about going on loan why are we not talking about Humphreys going on loan um because I don't think Baggett's ready from what I've seen fair enough Oh, <laughs> Humphreys is a let. Let's go, Humphreys. Humphreys, I like. He's got he's got a bit of grit about him. He's creative. He's got some intensity. And there's some players that we'll probably talk about in this section that don't have the intensity. There we go. I'm worried about. I'm worried about Hutchie's throat holding up. We've still got quite a lot of big names to come, mm. Hutchie. Have Me you got, too. Have you got any tinctures nearby to help you? Anything like that? No, I've got okay. nothing. We, we might have to take a time out just so you can go get a drink. Um, next up, it's Shawnee. Shawnee Aluko. Hutchie's on mute, so I'm going to start with you again, Watson. You're doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Shawnee Aluko, go. He's not called Shawnee. He's called Sonny. <laughs> Sonny. I'm not having Shawnee still. Uh, triggered his one-year extension clause towards the end of the season. I think we will... Before that was announced, we were having a bit of a debate. Will he stay? Will he go? Silky smooth, classy, lovely to watch. But do his attacking numbers um, stack up? I think three three goals and one assist for someone who plays in the, one of those advanced attacking midfield positions. You'd want a bit more. Chaplin and Selina have certainly supplied more, more than that. Um, a bit like Penny, I think he'll just be a, a very decent squad player to have next season. Can't see him starting as many games next year. I think Chaplin will nail down a bit more of a starting spot next year. I think they'll recruit another player or two for that position, whether it's Selena or elsewhere. But good experience, good character, um, someone who can help you keep the ball and come on in certain scenarios in games. Um, that's where I'm at with Sonny Luco. If he can give you one good performance, be it from the start of the game or from the bench a month, I think you will. he will repay what the outlay is on him, um, which is obviously a one-year a one year contract. I think he clearly offers something behind the scenes to McKenna as well, but they need a lot. I think they need a lot more, a lot more from those attacking midfield positions, I think. And, uh... Getting the hang of this, boys. Luco, excellent squad player, I think. Superb to have around. Could be less than less than ten starts in the league for him next year. It's a hot take. Give him the captaincy in the EFL trophy. That's my let him lead that. Let that be his project. I like it. Next up. I'm building I'm building the part. It's Big Elks, Elkham Baggett, the Man Mountain, or the Boy Mountain, maybe. That should be more accurately. Andy Warren, can your throat hold up? Elkham yep. Baggett, go. Uh, a football league loan, please. League two for, for Elkin. Take the Wolfenden route. Go and toughen yourself up. Play 40 games. 
come back ready for 23-24 season as a, as a real option. Mm. So in, in Derby, you see being that kind of extra centre-back, no no place for Baggett here to play. Agree with that, Stewie? I do, yeah. You you asked before, what's the difference between someone like Humphreys and, and Baggett? I think yeah. centre-half is a different position. I think it's somewhere that certainly in the lower leagues, going and learning your craft, toughening up, facing different types of strikers. Under 23s football, youth football, I think is very different. Uh, it doesn't prepare you for senior football as a defender because it's just not as physical and competitive. It's a little bit different for the attacking players there. We've seen what Andy's mentioned, uh, Wolf and Dunu did it with Swindon and Darba is obviously coming back from having done that now. And Darba is just far more advanced in his development. He's 22 years of age. He's, you know, Baggett's 19. And if you put the Indonesia thing and the social media stuff to one side and the fact that he's a, a homegrown lad, he's been fine. In the games against Rotherham, he got a bit of a homegrown young player um, allowance in terms of the praise that came his way at Rotherham. He was, he was okay. He got through the game, had a couple of moments. Charlton game, 1-4-0, but Charlton had a couple of... That came where Mr. Baggett was on, on the field. So, yeah, loan. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure Stewie likes this format. Once he gets into flow, he does not like to be interrupted. He's not used to it. He's the big dog. Right then. Okay. <clears throat> Going to start with you again, Hutchie. Connor Chaplin. King Connor. 10cc, as I note, town christened him after his 10th goal. Wasn't a fan of that. Anyway, um, on you go. Uh, me neither. Um, Connor Chaplin. Until the final month of the season, I'd have told you I wanted to see, I wanted to see more from him. I like Connor Chaplin as a player. I like him as a person. I think he's a good example of kind of settling into the club off the pitch and playing his role there as well. On it, I think that for for long spells, he he's always going to contribute, but he's had quiet games. I wanted to see more from him, but in the final kind of month, six weeks of the season, I think he took things up a little level. But what I really want to see from Chaplin, Stu, is not just from Chaplin. I want to see those, if they play with those two number 10s again, they need to link up with each other more than than they were doing. It's, it, They each kind of work with their fullback and then link with the striker. I want to see these two creative players, whoever they are, link with each other and cause problems. You've got 35 seconds, Stu. I'm going to give you a warning. Yeah, he's a very good player. He's clearly played at a higher level. I think he, by his own admittance, he's been learning how to play this number 10 role. He's someone that's played really as a, as a as a striker in his career, but that was probably in the old school, big man, little man partnership that nobody plays anymore. He's had to adapt his game. He played wide at Barnsley. He's come here to play as a number 10. And I think as the season's gone on, he's got better and he's learned how to channel that infectious energy that he's got on the pitch. And I think he'll be a, I think he'll start most games next season. I can see him really kicking on. Absolute pest, isn't he, Connor Chaplin? I love the way he plays the game. And what a finisher as well. What a natural yeah. finisher. Time that well. Superb. This is a bit like the, the Stephen Gerrard Cup final. Do you remember that all those years ago when he was basically on one leg? That's Hutchie right now. He's battling through. I'm bring doing us, my best. Bring us insights right then. <clears throat> oh, okay. This is an easy one to talk about. It's not going to be much... much, much uh, disagreement here it is number one with a bullet Christian Walton Stuart Watson on you go 
Uh, rubbish. He's been a complete <laughs> flop. Stick him yeah. on the transfer list. Luton, you can have him. No, I mean, what 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 a signing he's been. I think he's, like you say, there's not a lot to say. I think Ipswich have got by far and away the best goalkeeper in League One. And the best thing is he's 26 and he's effectively uh, contracted for another three years. So hopefully Ipswich have got their goalkeeper for many years to come. People talking about him already having usurped Bielkowski as Ipswich's best goalkeeper of the modern era. It is still a league lower than that. I think he's got, you know, he's still got a year or two to kind of properly take that mantle. But every chance he could, uh, I think, uh, big successful teams are built from from their goalkeeper. You see the amount of money that Liverpool and City pay out for goalkeepers now. It's not quite the. Uh, it's got a bit more respect on it as a position uh, these days. And and Walton Ipswich have got their man. Word of warning, do not tell Plymouth fans that Ipswich have got the best goalkeeper in the division. They will not like it. I've had some bite back on, on that. Yeah, he's a good goalkeeper, but he's not Christian Walton. Christian Walton needs to take the number one shirt from the next summer. That's that's all I want from him from this point. It's vacant. Holy's gone. Take the shirt. It's yours. Hmm. I, Play. We talk We talk about Christian Walton being the best keeper in League One. I think he can end up being the best keeper in the Championship as well when Tango go up. Um He's a, he's a tremendous signing. Uh, and considering that you need defence wins championships, where better to start with than an absolute wall at the back with that? I've cut myself off. Unbelievable. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I did it. I think you need, to, you need to be cut off as well, like everyone else. Give me a chance to talk, actually. Come on. Butted in between you two. Right then. Okay. <clears throat> it's a good one. Ooh, can't see Covering it. It's Spence. Curry and Darba. Curry and Darba. Hutchie, go. Always liked Curry and Darba, going back to the 23s days. Um, but like Stu said, it was always difficult to judge a defender when you watch him in the under-23s. In the 23s, you saw a, a quick player who was decent in the air, strong and fairly good positionally. But until you saw him in the first team, uh, it was hard to really judge him. Paul Lambert talked about giving him a chance, didn't give him the chance that he said he was going to give him because he wasn't wasn't quite sure about him. But I, I'm really looking forward to have, watching him have another crack at the town first team this summer. I think it's three summers now he's had a go at it, not made it into the first team proper each time, but he's coming back with all the tools this time. He's uh, he's coming back with games, awards, goals, and a, and a, and a position that looks like it fits him, Stu. Yeah, you go back to, I remember that was the relegation season, wasn't it? And Paul Lambert says he basically said he promised that he would make his debut before the end of that season and then changed his mind because he felt that Corey and Darber had tailed off by his own admittance. I think that summer said that he had to re sort of, he lost a couple of years of his career, basically, didn't he? Because he had a couple of failed loans down in non league and then. I think he was all due due to go out on loan the following year and Stephen Ward got injured, so they pulled the plug on that. That was six months again, gone. Um, But by his own admittance, he kind of said, I was drifting, I regained my focus and and now is his time to shine. He's gone to Salford. He's he's come back with some... I'm going to use my time out. Carry on, Stu. Okay. I, I think he's got a real chance of getting in this Ipswich Town team, which sounds a really bonkers thing to say when you talk about Edmondson, Wolfenden and Danassi and been nailed in. I think he, I talked about that left side and having that sort of balance and this Ipswich team is so lopsided and that's not just, it's not, there's no magic bullet to just sign a Wes, left-sided Wes Burns and it fixes that. The strength of the right side is due to the combination of players and 
I just wonder if if that if the left side of the back three is, is a part of that. Yes, Burgess has been a left footer, but he's not as marauding as a player. Edmondson can get forward, but he's a, he's a right footer. I just wonder if Ndaba, who's played quite a lot of football at left back for Salford, has got forward, he's very comfortable on the ball, whether he's someone that could get in. He's no kid now. He's 22 years of age. We've liked him in... Three preseasons in a row. Yeah, he played at West Ham. He played at he played against West Ham and Tottenham. I remember one preseason, and uh, really impressed us. So, I I think he's an outside chance for him to get in the team and play a decent amount of football this season. He has been playing at left back, and I think that's led some people to think, well, he could he could be the wing back. Uh, mm. He can't he can't be the wing back. He's if he's anything, he's the left sided centre back, isn't he? he he's not going to be the wing back. Like, they need to recruit a left wing back. But I, I really, I really think, I really think he's going to be certainly a member of this squad for the season. I, I would mm. find it. Here's here's an idea then. So if Ndaba gets in on the left side to give that bit of balance, do you then shift everybody across a little bit? You get Edmondson as your centre centre half. Wolfenden then goes to the right side, which allows him to oh, be no. that sort of marauding runner. Is and then that's where we talked about this is what I was having, to, having to fight for it. You never know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I think there's there's just going back to you know, I think there. I fear there are going to just going to be some circumstantial things that means he's gonna he's gonna have a battle on. Um, in that in that scenario, if Indaba does play on the left, you, you're going to want to play Wolfenden and Edmondson as well, though, aren't you? You're going to want to find a way of getting them in because they're both superb players. Um, so there's also an element of we don't know how where Edmondson's going to be at with his recovery from what yeah. was a really nasty ankle injury. I mean, we're hoping we'll be back for the start of pre-season, but it might be that they're not. he's not going to sort of play every game during pre-season, which will leave the door open quite nicely for Corey and Darba, and it's up to up to him to take it, of course. Um, it's not. There's no slam dunk that just because he's had a really good season in League 2, it will necessarily transfer, but he seems to be a very confident Young man from Ireland who uh, I, I don't think the pressure is going to going to phase him at all. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm watching Corey and Darba with with a lot of interest this summer. He'll be up for this as well. I think he'll be he'll be really up for this um, because I, th- I I think it's probably make or break for him at this. But I think he's out of contract at the end of the season and at be 23 by then. I think he's a Chris- I think he's a Christmas Day baby. So I think he'll uh, I think he'll be 23 on Christmas Day. Um, and if he hasn't, if if he if he goes a fourth summer, <clears throat> having tried and failed to really make the next step at Ipswich, then you have to be thinking that maybe maybe elsewhere is where his career will be. But he will be bang up for for doing everything he can to push his way in this year. I think that's an outstanding hot take, by the way. Ahead of next season, that's what's going to happen, isn't it? And Darba's going to get the start on the left. You're going to have Wolfie and, and Edmondson move across and then everyone will be going well it's you know he's all right but you know he's he's just seven out of ten isn't he every game and that's, that's this is it the next, yeah yeah and people will say yeah he perfect the perfect player for the bench because exactly he can, yeah. he can come he could come on if he needs to come on and play right wing back he could do that if he needs to play any of the three central positions he can do that too and that's that's my great fear for Genoi. I, I don't think it's anything that should be planned for but I do fear that there's some circumstances that are just, and I'm passionate about it. I, I, I worry. That's that's going to happen. We've seen it. That's going to happen. That's the next phase of, of Junior Dynastian's journey at town, being edged out by the return of Corey and Darba and a shuffle along at the back. Right then. And then, and then to carry the, uh, to carry that through, then Wes Burns stops firing a little bit on the right and they go for a little sticky patch mid season. 
and then the Renaissance. <laughs> yeah. The Renaissance again, the second wave. He's back. Burns did all his best work with with Denasian by his exactly. Side. <laughs> if there is another period of Renaissance, I think it would be fourth. Technically, Hutchie, I can't, I can't, I've kind of lost track, but it's been more yeah. ups and downs than a, than a Blackpool roller coaster, hasn't it? Right then, speaking of ups and downs and Ipswich Town, here's the next name Armando Dobra. Hutchie, is your throat up to starting this, yep. this debate? Dobra, go. Dobra. Um, I'm struggling to see a place for him at, at the moment, I think. Um, I, I We've talked about the number 10 role. Aluko's there, Chaplin's there. Selena or a, a a big time recruit will be there, um, and that's the only route to the first team for Dobra. Um, I think at this point we might be looking at the end of uh, we might possibly be looking at the end of Dobra's Ipswich career at this at this point. Where's it gone wrong for Dobra? Because we would talk about him as kind of a hot young talent, next big thing for, for seasons. He's gone to Colchester and it's really gone south for him there. But Dobra's been, always been someone we've liked, Stewie. Yeah, and I, I thought you could say, well, he's gone to a team that was struggling in, in League Two and that's, you know, for an attacking player, that's not ideal. But I'd have thought Dobra's got the sort of fiery physical qualities that would kind of quite suit him to getting stuck into a, to a relegation scrap. But he's just not, he's just completely faded out of the picture there. They've, they've basically cut short the loan and he's had to, he's come back. And from what I gather, he's come back and said, can I come and train with the first team at Ipswich? And the answer has been... Uh, no, effectively, I think he's had a couple of appearances for the for the twenty threes, but the game has changed at Ipswich since Dobra's gone, and um, I think they'll be looking for for better players in those number ten roles next season. But you never know; there's an outside chance McKenna will have a look at him, and and things could. T- there we but go. I think he'll be gone. <clears throat> right then, how many's left? There's about seven or eight left, boys. Just warm my hand up. It's getting less flamboyant, this. Right then. Joe Piggott. Stuart Watson, on you go. Oh, it's just not happened for Joe Piggott, has it? He came, he arrived from Wimbledon having scored 20-plus goals, 50-odd um, goals over the course of several seasons for three seasons, I think, for, for Wimbledon at this level. He was the one everyone said, well, he's going to be our top goal scorer, our main man, our talisman this season. And it's just not happened. And he's not, I feel a bit sorry for him, really, because he's just not had the run of games to show what he's all about. I don't think Ipswich have played to his strengths. I think when we're talking about Chaplin playing in a front two, Piggott's been used to playing in, in a front two. And he's a bit of a link man for another striker. He's not had that at Ipswich. Um, I still think he's a lot better than what he's shown in an Ipswich shirt so far, but it just feels like we're on a certain direction of travel with him. And I think maybe a bit like James Norwood for all parties, a change might might be best this summer. Yeah, I, 35 I, seconds. I think so. He, um, as, as much as I, um, clearly he hasn't had the chances. He's had some issues in his personal life as well. But for me, when he has had his chances, he hasn't shown anywhere near enough to make me even consider thinking that Ipswich should change their style to suit him. Um, I, I, I don't. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I think I think it's best if he if he finds somewhere new to go and score some goals, probably somewhere else uh, for next for next season and beyond. Oh, Joe! Right, nine left, boys. 
Here we go. What's this one? This is an interesting one <clears throat> in terms of pathways, ones for the future. Idris El Mazzuni. Stewie. Yeah, we haven't really spoken about him a huge amount over this season, given that he's actually had reasonable number of of appearances along the way. He doesn't seem to be one that people talk about in the same way as we're talking about and Darba and Bagger and even Dobra then and Humphreys. Humphreys. El Mazzuni, because he's that little bit older and he's been on the scene for a while, there just doesn't seem to be that same sort of conversation around him, which is a bit surprising to me. Um, What have we got now midfield-wise? Morsi and Evans and then El Mazzuni, Harper and Humphreys. Harper coming back from from his loan. We talked about now or never for certain players. I think we're in that that period now with Idris El Mazzouni. He's been unfortunate with some injuries along the way, but I, I think he's been pretty solid and um, reliable when when called upon. He's got he's got a bit of physicality about him. He can shoot from outside the box. He can drive forwards with the ball. He's the closest thing stylistically they've got to Sam Morsi. You always feel like there's a suspension around the corner for him. Um, whether it will, whether this will be, I just think there's too much traffic in the way for this to be his kind of breakthrough year, and he needs to he needs to play regular football now. He's, he's he, you know, he's at an age now where he needs to start kicking on. You've not got room for El Mazzuni and Humphreys, I'm afraid. Um, it's one one or the other around the first team this year, and the other one in Humphreys' case, if it if it's him, he needs to go out on loan. If it's El, he needs to go elsewhere. I think. So what about okay. Harper? We'll come on to him in a minute. We'll but if, on, Har- yeah. if Harper goes, then you could potentially hey, keep both of them. Don't jump the gun, Watson. What are you doing, man? You know the concept. Can't draw Harper out now. Oh, I, actually, I actually have drawn the game up. There we right. go. Let's we keep go. going. What go. about what about Harper? Yeah, I can I can <clears> see that if Harper moves on, then maybe El Mazzuni. But for for me, uh, for me, I think El Mazzuni might need a fresh start. Anyway, Harper, he's fascinating. Um because I don't know what he is. What he and is, still... is going to be the most improved player next season. Comes back, gets coached up by McKenna and co. He's going to be like a different player next season. You watch. The dream will be in full effect. Well, that's the hope. That That's the hope, isn't it? That that some like some real coaching is going to help him kind of find himself. Uh, he certainly didn't find himself on his loan at crew. That doesn't sound like it's gone particularly well. Um, but he's clearly got some ability, but... Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I felt he was kind of. I felt a bit uneasy about the hype around him when he came in last summer. If I'm completely honest, and because I, I'd, I'd never, I'd never seen him play, and I still don't feel like I know him. Where do you play him? Where do you play him? That's part of the problem, isn't it? And he's going to be back up to Evans has got injury question marks. Morsi is. You know, you always, like I said, there's, there's a suspension around the corner. So you are going to need, I think they'll be the first choice too, but you're going to need some mm. good competition to back up those two. Now, will it be Backinson? Um, we don't know. Um, and then you're talking about, will it be El Mazzuni or Harper or others? But I think I think both Edwards and Harper, who both have come from, from West Brom, are... I'm going to take my time out there because I find this this is an interesting debate. On you go, Stu. I just think McKenna is the right type of manager, personality-wise, to put his arm around two young men that are probably, we forget age-wise, moving away from home, but, you know, first time 
away. I think he's someone that can unlock something in both in both of those players. Mm. And and he's talked about that they're also stylistically what McKenna wants, where he's talked about he wants dynamism and and pace and youth and athleticism. And I mean Edwards and Harper are, are both of are both those types of players. So um, you're right. He, he could he could sort of unlock something in Harper after what's been a difficult year. We might we might see him uh, come back all, all the stronger for it mentally. Now, now I, the Premier League. Sorry, on you go, Hachi. No, I wonder. You talk about El Mazzuni being that the 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 kind of the shadow of of Morsi. I'm not so sure. I don't feel. I don't really feel that way about him. Um, but maybe Harper. I think maybe Harper could be the the new Morsi, the Morsi that we've got. Um, McKenna's got got playing a bit more of a on the ball marauder. They're a bit of a hybrid, the two of them, isn't it? I think Harper's mm. got the 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 new attacking version of Morsi that could sort of go box to box and arrive and, you know, obviously got repurposed as this number 10. Whereas El Mazzuni, I think when I say the shadow of Morsi, is more that sort of tenacious, get stuck in, has got that bit of grit and, uh, you know, that side of the Morsi game. If you can blend them both together, that would be great. But mm. can, can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Have we can got... We... Paging Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> do you not think? I mean, Harper, you don't get to play in the Premier League by accident. He's clearly a very, very talented, mm. gifted individual. Um, and now we've got a coach who has this this coaching side to him. We've already seen him improve players, haven't we? Since he's come in, I just feel like with Raheem Harper, he could be like the ultimate reclamation project. He's got all the tools there already. He just needs a little bit of tinkering with, a bit of coaching. He's a carbon um, copy of Backinson for me. So yeah. if you're talking about should we get Backinson, and, and my understanding of that is obviously they've got the option to buy, which will be a set price that was agreed when he first came on loan. There will be a date that they have to make that decision by. Now, I don't, I don't know when that is, but my understanding is that all parties have decided, right, let's have a little break. You go off on your holidays and Ipswich will kind of assess their options. Now, whether that gets as far as McKenna being able to look at these group of midfielders in person in pre-season for the first few weeks and then decide, actually, I need more and is Backinson more or is there someone else on the market that's that's better? I don't know. They might It might be that in two weeks' time, they have to make that decision and they'll have to make it on the evidence that, that he knows so far. But Harper and, and Backinson are pretty much the same sort of player, aren't they? Box-to-box, technical players can both shoot from outside the box. Do you really need to similar age? Do you really need to go and buy another one for a similar price that you've probably paid for for Harper mm. when you've got one already already there on the on the book sort of thing and would be quite difficult to shift probably as well. I, I would think, say I'd say no. Sorry, carry on. The other thing in this whole debate and this is the debate as a whole is are we overlooking the value of squad players? Like we're talking about the likes of Matt Penny, El Mazzuni, um, and there's often a, a narrative around players who aren't going to be nailed on starters. Oh, what's the point? Get rid of them. Um, but you, you, you need you need good backups. You need squad players as well. So just because Matt Penny isn't going to start next season, he still has value, does he not? The same for, you know for other players across the piece. You can't just go. They're not going to start. Get rid of them because then you, you only have eleven players. Yeah, you you do, but you can't have you can't have too many. I think that people like Penny, I think we all we all think is is going to be a backup. We're talking about a group of midfielders here, of which we or who have we talked about? We talked about Harper, Backinson, El Mazzuni, Humphreys. We're not talking about any of those as a as a starting option. Hmm. But I think we can all accept that one or two can be the backup. But you can't have all four of those as backups. Hmm. And I, like, I I do I would like to see them stick to four. 
yeah. um, because uh, you know maybe five at a push with sort of Humphreys or you know being the the additional one potentially. But there's been far too much quantity over quality in the central midfield unit for Ipswich Town for quite a few years. I'd like to see, I'd like to see that change. What would your four it, be then? Tell, give me your four: Morsi, Evans, Humphreys, Harper. Probably at the moment, but then I'd be thinking: mm, Is is Harper and Humphreys are they good enough? I think they've both they're both going to be projects, mm. Harper and Humphreys. And do you want your backup men that are probably going to be called upon for reasons discussed? Evans injuries, Morsi suspensions. Can you really afford to have projects? as your backup men that, like Backinson, probably didn't think he was going to play as many games as, as he has in the second half of this season, but but he has. But then Backinson, to me, is still a, a major work in progress as well. So do they need to go out, like you say, and get a bit more of a slam dunk central midfielder that can really put pressure on Morsi and Evans and, and you know, and almost think he's ju- just as good as them and, and is ready to play and, and could even oust them? Maybe. maybe. What would your four be, Hutchie? Morsi, Evans, another, and Harper. Another signing? Yes. Yeah. So El Mazzuni leaves. Yep. And Humphreys, Humphreys are around or on uh, hum- Humphrey, Yeah, Humphreys, Humphreys I would keep around because I want to see Ipswich go on a good run in the trophy this year. I, 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 those, are the, those are games that are there for him. I'd keep him around for the first half of the year and then maybe assess that again in, in January. But he would be he would be the fifth. But... um. So, so yeah, what were your four? Sorry, Morsi, Morsi Evans, another. Evans, another Harper. Okay, and then, so... and then and then Humphrey on the Humphreys okay. on the fringe on the fringe. Okay, all right, good chat, like it. Right, let's get good. back into it. Boys. Three three really good timeouts. I think we've and that's, that's a hard no on Backinson, is it, Andy? No, not hard. Potentially, no. he could be the yeah. other midfielder. Yeah, okay. I quite like him. I, I I can see some differences between him and Harper. I can see the I can see the similarities in the profiling. And age and stuff like you have to take that into consideration, um, but it depends what they want to do with Harper. It depends what they see him as. If they can make him into more of the the kind of forward thruster, then then I think there's room for Backinson potentially in there as well. Um, but I, I'm not kind of going to die on a hill for for Tyreek Backinson at this point. Don't die on a hill, Hutchie. We need you. Um... Next up is KJ. After this, we've got six left. I'm enjoying this. Stewie, Caden Jackson. Uh, Much like the discussions that we've had around uh, Penny um, and others, that I think he'll be a use. We talked about the value of squad players. I think he'll be just that. I think he's... um, there are some deficiencies, but I think if you play to his strengths, he can be a very useful player for off the bench to change games, but also as a starter in certain scenarios of matches where you need pace that stretches the opposition and uh, creates room for those number 10s to work in behind. How often did we see teams park the bus for it to, everything to get all really congested and Ipswich not to have any answers to that? I think that's why Jackson made such an impact when he came into the team because he makes defences drop 10 yards off and that creates room for others. He's not going to be the man that gets you 20 goals next season, um, but he's, he's very useful to keep around um, at, at the right price. Do you think he'll want to be around at, in that role? 
Depends how that conversation goes. I'm sure that will be the question, you know, how do you see me being used next season? I've lost a few, you know, I've already been warming benches or been in, in 23s for quite some time. I don't really want to sign up for that again. Um, but if McKenna tells him, look, clearly I like you. Clearly I've used you quite a bit and it will be down to you. Yes, we're going to sign strikers. but And make him believe that he can he can get in. I like the way Stu's just finishing, just ignoring the, the buzzer. Right, rule breaker. That's what he is. He's a maverick. Um, next up, he says, just resetting his clock. Interesting one. Cameron of House Burgess. Hutchie of House Warren. On you go. We've talked, obviously, we've talked a lot about the other central defenders because they've all been picked out of your hat. But um, <laughs> if for those scenarios that we've discussed previously play out as we've discussed them. That kind of leaves Cameron Burgess on the outside looking in, doesn't it, Stu? Um, he's shown that he, I think he's shown enough that he can be part of this picture, but there are, there are other men that have shown they can be part of this picture and a, a young Irish man who really wants to be part of it. Um, so I'm struggling. I'm struggling to see how it all... They can't all have all of the roles that we've just talked about. No, I've not been hugely convinced by Cameron Burgess from... I think he had a really poor start to life at Ipswich Town. If you got him playing in that sort of back four, the amount of times he got dragged high up the pitch and once he got turned 40 yards from goal, he was, he was banging trouble. He looked a, a bit like a cart horse and... Obviously, it got to that Barrow away game and he had a disaster there. And But fair play to him. He's got back in the team when Edmondson got injured and bar that daft red card at Shrewsbury side, he's, he's been pretty solid. And he does provide that left-sided balance to a back three. But I just don't know if he's the right profile of player for this this team. He's never going to be that... He's never going to provide those Donassian overlap. <laughs> But you do need five centre halves. You talked about where he fits. You do. You do need five if you're playing three. So blatantly ignoring the rules. Watson says, "I will have my say. You cannot silence me." Right then, be funny if I pick out Wolfie now, wouldn't it? Oh, I haven't done it again. Bollocks. Kvy, Stewie, go. Oh, I want to see Kane Vincent Young of old again. I really, really enjoyed watching him. Those, I think he only played nine games when he first came from Colchester. But mm. how good was he? He was electric. He was dynamic. He's all the things that I think Kieran McKenna will want. Can he be the left-sided version of Wes Burns? Um, he played a lot of football on the left for Colchester previously in his career. Just the injuries. He's just never been the same with the injuries. He's always felt like an injury setback's not far away. But he's got back in a few times in the latter half of next season. And he's another one, like Edwards, like Harper. I can't wait to see McKenna really get his teeth into him. And hopefully he can have an injury-free pre-season. And um, I think he could he could have a role to play. This kind of <laughs> can he play as a wide centre-half thing hit came from left field right at the end of the season. So that's an interesting one. Yeah, not entirely convinced by that, but we'll we'll see. Um, I think this all comes down to fitness, all of it. Um, he's going to need a real solid preseason in him. He's going to need games. He's 
they need a Wes Burns backup. He he can be it mm-hmm. uh, if he's fit, and that's the big big question. We all want to see it. All of us do because he's a good guy and a good football player. But just so many injury questions that he needs it's another to it's another threat to the renaissance <laughs> just just like threats all over the place mate all over. <laughs> oh yeah that guy that guy who you've always known as a right wing back who can also play a little <laughs> bit of left back yeah yeah don't don't worry about oh i've just decided he can also play your position as well Janoy. so stay on your toes watson's just flagrantly ignoring all the rules Hutchie. i'll do what i want <laughs> <laughs> admits it Ah, uh, oh, I made it a draw, one draw too late. Wolfie, we're in the middle of quite a good conversation about defenders, etc. Well, I suppose we still are with the KBY. Hutchie, Wolfie. He's, yeah, he, there's not much more to say about Wolfenden's previous season. Um, he rejuvenated, found his role, fit, seems to fit that central role perfectly uh, under Kieran McKenna. But I want to see him come back in the summer and be right on it again. Um, He's had kind of described himself as a space cadet in the past. He's talked about um, drifting and and not having, not always being on it. People have talked about him being too laid back, but now Luke, you've proven just how good you are back in July, um, right on it from the off and go to the next level again, please. Because you can do it, I'm convinced. I'm talking he to you. He now. must have had a period, Luke Wolfenden, where he was absolutely scratching his head with the greatest respect that the Toto Enciala and Cameron Burgess were deemed to be better defenders than him. And I think that might have been the wake up call that he needed because his laid back personality can be a strength because he's so cool on the ball in pressure situations. But I think. You know, there's a balance to be had there, and if by his own admittance he was drifting a little bit at times, and he and then he's talked, I think, in the interview he did with you, Andy, about his head being in the bin at one stage, and he was couldn't be, you know, was struggling to motivate himself to get into training. But maybe that was that little period out the team of six months or so, and seeing lesser players than him in. Was... Don't know why I'm bothering with that now. Watson just carries on talking. Keep going. He needs to keep going, though. He, uh, no settling. He's are proven we, it. Keep we're going. Just, we're just disregarding it's the wild, it, now, mate. Is it's that... the wild. It's the wild west, mate. We're an hour, what? more than an what? hour deep in this. Why do I bother? Right then, it's your idea, Hutchie. Um, okay. Sam the King Morsey, Stewie, on you go. Every successful side needs needs uh, a top captain who is the right-hand man of the manager who drives standards amongst those around him. And in Sam Morsey, Ipswich Town have got that. Someone who trains like he plays, but speaking to all the other players that leaves a bit on him in training, that you see him in games demanding and cajoling. Um, I I think he is probably the, the most vital cog in this is Ipswich Town world. He's the, he's, the, he's the engine of the side. He's, he's the heartbeat of the side. He's added layers to his game under McKenna in terms of getting in the box late and scoring goals. Um, got off to a bit of a slow start, but yeah, he's it, it, he is uh, he's here now and he's he's here to stay. I think he's I think he'll uh, he'll be really fired up for next season. Looking forward to seeing what he can what he can do, kind of imprinting leadership on the squad over a summer. Um, 
obviously arrived on deadline day in uh, back in August. He'll be he'll be here for the first day of preseason. He'll be he'll be setting standards from from the start. He'll be welcoming new signings and getting them to meet standards from the start. Um, that wasn't there this time last year, and I think that's another important ingredient of what's going to be a really important preseason. Um, he's, he's the epitome of a captain. What I want someone who plays on the edge, leads by example, intensity, contagious, demands better from everyone around him. He is what everything should be as a captain. Excellent. Right, we've got two left: Burns and Edmondson. Hopefully, Hopefully. you got to give them an extra mix when you get to the last two. Who's the home team? At home in the final. <laughs> <laughs> is Wes Burns. Right. What can be said about this man we've not already said? That challenge is yours, Hutchie. I'm going to skip straight over the season that's just been. We all know how good he is. Um, big challenge for Wes Burns now is to get over the hurdle of teams setting up to stop him. Hopefully that is helped by a bit more balance to the team, meaning that he's not the only threat. Um, and I think that will help him. Uh, I think a nice rest. I see he's been to Norway already, which is a very, very good uh, summer mm. choice from someone like him. I expected an off-the-wall uh, little holiday destination for him. So he's been to Norway. Love that. But come come, come back fresh and ready to work out some challenges and not be relied on quite so much. Unusual choice for a footballer. Normally it's Love it. Portugal. Obviously, Scandinois, it's your place. Stewie. What are you saying about Burns? Yeah, the challenge from McKenna. They were the the last game of the season. Charlton. We, we had McKenna and Burns sat on the podium afterwards, and um, McKenna made a point of saying, "I've spoken to Wes about this. The challenge now is to to back it up and go again and take great good players become great players by by improving. Not not just thinking I've done it. I've had my good season. You know, can he improve? And and there are things that Wes Burns can improve upon. He's had enough plaudits over this season. Like, don't get me wrong, he's he's swept the board correctly so with the goals and the assists and his value in the team. But can that that final ball, can the consistency of that be a little bit better? There's been times where he's he's stuck crosses over, over the crossbar and things like that. And he's going to have to get used to playing with George Edmondson as his right-sided partner, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Wolfenden, I think we decided, didn't we? No, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm, if if, it, if that's happening, I'm 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 playing Wolfenden in the middle still. The difficult yeah. second season for Wes Burns. Finally, just to prove that I've done it correctly, I pulled it out of my rather splendid hat. George Edmondson, the fridge. Who wants to start with this final one? I'm going to start with you, Stewie. The fridge. He was looking like he was the man that was the front runner to be player of the season for me around the turn of the year. I thought he was in absolutely outstanding form, probably leading up to Christmas around then. Conversely, we've talked about players who became better under McKenna and the system suiting them. I thought he looked better in a in a back four than he than he has done in a back three, potentially, probably because he's the one playing on the left side of as I've said multiple times in this, but I mean, what a player. He he looks at 24. He looks at someone who can comfortably play at a higher level. Fantastic turn of pace, you know, quality on the ball. Um, I want to see him and other defenders uh, contributing more from offensive set pieces. Um, he scored one, didn't he, at Plymouth, I think, which came from a second phase of a corner. But um, 
if we're talking about a real core of a side next season with Walton, with Morsi, with Wolf and Dern Edmondson is another one that, you know, Chaplin is another that can be a core of this team for not just next season, but for the next two or three, hopefully. Yeah, I like him. He's, good. He's a good good bit of recruitment. He's one that fits the, the recruitment profile of signing, but you can see potentially a sell-on in the future going going higher and maybe maybe to sort of take an Adam Webster kind of route that Mark Ashton's done before. But I still think he's got a couple of years of good, good solid football with Ipswich left, hopefully getting them up and then helping them stay up. In- Perfect. I want to get in the gym with George Edmondson. Um, I want to see what he does in the gym because the lad's got boulders for shoulders. The fridge indeed. Um, here endeth our brilliant football chat, friends. What did you make of it, boys? Did you enjoy it? I've got the feeling that Stu was slightly irked by the uh, the concept. Warren, you recovered well from that, that mid-game yeah. hindrance. Uh, Coming on I, strong. I genuinely enjoyed it. And also, I think the strongest thing to come out of this is the ability to, when Mike Bacon is on the show, and, and I ask him how he's going, he starts telling a clearly made-up story about his builder, Roger. I'll just do this. <laughs> I've met Roger. Is this a euphemism? No. That's what, you did, that's, what you did on the, that's, that's what you're doing on the stag do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I visited Mr. Bacon's house recently and, and Roger was, was piling up debris, bathroom debris on the front lawn. So uh, he does exist. Okay. But I think, I think some of the stories might, might be fictional. Yeah. Some of them. Some, I'd say 70, 30. But this is brilliant. This is this is the, the main thing to come out of it. How do we find it, boys? Did you like it? Enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Super. Good. Excellent. I hope you enjoyed it listening at home. As I said earlier, I think this is going to be the way we're going to go forward with pods this summer. Um, probably just one main flagship one a week. The KOA Fan Social will continue, and there's going to be a final Tractor Girls Talk of the Season, I think, recording this evening. So that should be out there. We're, we're going to maybe bring you some mini pods as well. We've done, we've done something with Mike, talking about my favourite Town 11s, which we may put out Sunday morning sort of time um, with various celebs. Uh, and people of note talking about their favourite town players in the past. Boys, anything else to mention before we take our leave? We're coming up to an hour 20, which is good for a single pod. I've got no other business. No other business. No other business. (laughs) (laughs) That was dramatic. I like it. I'm just sexing up the no other business. Why not? Um, Friends, I hope you enjoyed what we've just done. Um, We'll be back next week where we may well be looking at the squad as a whole, assessing where town need to build who they may add uh, over the summer and the, the, the traditional summer chat. Until then, have a great week. Remember to support our sponsors, Manscaped. Use the code KOA at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery. And follow us across all our social media, such as Kings of Anglia on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, especially on YouTube, please. Have a fine week, another footy-free weekend, and we'll speak to you next time. to football, Brexit to postal. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
Fashion Podcast.